the Creative Constitution Podcast. My name is Deborah Tamai. And my name is Jez Sebastian. And today, in the spirit of Halloween, is all about horror films. Spooky! Uh, well, this episode is all about sort of what we, as hosts of the podcast, yeah. like about horror films. Horror films. What we enjoy as viewers, and also how that could potentially serve a filmmaker. So I think that's a very useful thing to, to know. Perhaps a perspective that you may not have heard before. And how everyone reacts differently. And for instance, your perspective of a really scary horror film could be completely different to what I find scary or what I find to even be the genre of horror. Yeah. Like what is the horror genre? And so many people actually have different ideas about that. What's scary? What conveys emotion and fear within the viewer? Or what lingers with the viewer after they've watched the film? Are they still thinking about that a week later? Are they as disturbed a week later after watching the film yeah. as they were when they first watched it? Yeah. And how that's different for everyone. That's it. In my personal opinion, one of my favorite films from back in the day is a, is a film called Mirrors. Mm. That is when you mentioned what sticks with you for a long time. That is like the first thing that comes to mind a lot of the time. Because it's a film where if you haven't seen it yet, you should probably check it out. But it, it has pretty much no famous actors. I'm pretty sure it was shot on a very low budget. And it was really impressive, like to the point where um, it scared the crap out of me and I actually couldn't look into a mirror without pretty much thinking about that movie. Oh, okay. So essentially the premise is, is that you have these characters that every time they look in, into a mirror, they see a pretty much a clone of them killing them, th themselves. Is it like the Bloody Mary vibes? Sort like when of, they... yeah, sort of. That but like, freaky. it's super freaky and it was just so well made, like really, really cool. And it just freaked the crap out of me. And, you know, obviously we look into mirrors all the time, but I would find myself sort of walking around the house and like avoiding mirrors or like slow, or like kind of covering them for a while. Or you get up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet, wash your hands, and I but was you not don't look up. At you it. don't look into the mirror. You just wash your hands. Nope. Get out of there. That's it. Not looking up. And I think that that's as a filmmaker now that makes horror films like I don't think I'm at the stage yet where I've made something super scary. I, I tend to to veer towards more like weird artistic thriller. horror artistic horror yeah very yeah. very a24 as i've been told before and um mirrors is sort of something where i think i'd like to go in the future same as sort of the okay. saw franchise so the saw franchise is one of my favorite things um literally i don't know how the hell they made that but James Wan did an amazing job of doing that on like five bucks or something. And that launched their entire career. It was insane. Mm. But they did the first one entirely in one room yeah. where it was just sort of practical effects and they really didn't have much of a budget. I forget exactly how much they had, but I think it was under 10 grand. Yeah. And to think that wow. that's become a franchise where now when you go to Movie World on the Gold Coast, they have an actual ride for it. Like, there's like 10 Saw movies and spin-offs and yeah, prequels and sequels. Just insane. But, but Mirrors and Saw really like, I think inspired me as sort of the filmmaker that I am today in a way mm. where I, I want to make horror films that scare people and sort of like freak them out a bit. But Saw gives you the element of sort of that, that psychological element where you don't really see what's coming. Like Saw had so many twists. I feel like they just sort of started making shit up like halfway through. As they through. went along, but yeah. But it was 
it kind of gave you the feeling that it was really thought out and really well planned. And I think that that's, that to me makes horror really interesting. So the movies that I like to watch are the horrors that have sort of that bit of a psychological twist, but they also stay with you and you kind of are like, you don't want to look into a mirror for a while because that just freaked you out. I agree a hundred percent. And I think like Saw again, as a horror, I don't necessarily think of the Saw films as horror movies. Even all the gratuitous, crazy violence and props and blood and guts and sickening things that sort of make you sick and go, oh, that's crazy. Um, Half the time when you're watching that stuff, it's that over the top and that ridiculous. You're actually not really scared. You're not like, oh, God, you're sort of laughing at it because it's that the violence is that silly and over the top and ridiculous. You've sort of just got to laugh at it. Yeah. I think what is more interesting is what you've mentioned, the psychological aspect, the twists, the sort of this larger universe and the movies are always sort of going backwards or forwards in time or the next movie reveals a new twist. That, mm. And that's what, like to me, it's not a scary horror film. To me, I watch those films for the long game, for yeah. all the twists and, and turns and psychological, like how to escape this situation and why did this person die from this trap? How come this person escaped and what they did right? And then all the characters' backstories mm. interlinking. Like it was actually a very, very interesting thing. And I think that's what gave it the longevity yeah. that it needed to survive in the horror market, which is so overcrowded. Uh, especially with movies that just rely on intense gore or mm. jump scares or gruesome stuff. Yeah. That's what separated Saw. That's what they said, look, we can do all that stuff to the 11 out of 10 mark, but then we've also got all this going on. Who else can follow that? And no one sort of has. There hasn't been another franchise to really go that far. Yeah. The Hills Have Eyes got pretty close. Um, and obviously you have the Halloween classics, but... I think for me, I, I definitely like that the, the more thriller aspect where it's a bit psycho thriller where you don't know the ending. But I think something that makes both of those films really impactful too, which and uh, this applies to other films that are some of my favorites in the horror department, but it's their use of sort of sound and the whole sound design element of it. Like when you watch films after you become a filmmaker it's completely different so so when i went back to sort of rewatch some of the saw films i was like man they build such a world with sort of the from everything from the the little guy's voice you know do you want to play a game yeah. you know all it's the more way like, do you want to play a game yeah that's it like, all the way down to like how the props work it's like wow you actually there's almost this reality that is that gets built and i think that's what sticks with you cuz yeah. you're like you just how many times you do you do you think about saw and all of a sudden you can like almost hear the crunches of like people's friggin' bones being split apart and whatever. And as sick as that sounds and for as positive of a person that I am, I love that sort of stuff. I think it's so riveting. And and one of my favorite classics from like way, way back in the day is is called Jeepers Creepers. If you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. The first and the second movie were so good. <laughs> so the one with the green dragon alien thing that No, it's like this really ugly like alien man thing. He's like yeah, he I wakes up every thirty years or something like years that ago, and it was really <laughs> it's brilliant it's okay. brilliant but that is a, a one of the one of the best parts of creating halloween or even like horror-based films is 
is the ability to use practical effects. Like I'm I'm so tired of like perfect movies with CGI and and to be honest, I think it it all it looks cheaper when it's done with CGI. I and think just, you're right. And it just looks so much nicer when it's when it's practical effects. Like Jeepers Creepers was entirely practical effects. Yeah. Um, I don't imagine they would have used much CGI, especially because it was done more than 20 years ago. But I think because you know, the public the, is the masks, the bodies, the blood, all that adds yeah. so much more like realness to it. Because the public's so overstimulated now with CGI and impressive, hyper-realistic 4K animated, gory, horrific monsters in video games mm. and films as well, yeah. uh, but more so video games. I think that the graphics is the gap is closing between like video game graphics and maximum budget movie graphics now. Whereas yeah. there used to be like a big difference, like a ten-year difference in video games and sort of high budget movies now the cgi is sort of all equally as affordable and so you watch like remember that one we got the premiere tickets to with the sort of elk creature like that woodland creature that was meant to be a horror movie and it was ripping people apart mm. and then you saw it at the end and you saw the chick fight it and it just looked like a cool boss battle out of a video game. Yeah. There was nothing scary about it, even though they put so much work into detail and bits of gore and flesh in an eye and like and spit and blood and all this stuff. We're just like, oh, cool. It's like she's fighting the monster. It's, we weren't shocked. Yeah. Whereas perhaps if you did see only parts of the creature using real practical effects yes. and you saw a real in-person thing of that, it would be far more disturbing. Yeah. I think a lot of horror films do that uh, really well where you have sort of the creature is there, but you don't really give away too much of it. Like, I actually think this is this is sort of in line with what I'm saying, but I think the ending, you and I will both agree, was not in line with what I'm, what I'm about to say. But I, th I thought the Babadook did this really well, where, like, for a long time, it was really just creepy because you had no idea what the thing looked like and, yeah. and it gave you that element of of oh i don't know what's in the darkness and i think really horror films are great if they're based on people's legitimate existing fears and yeah. I, I mean sometimes i'm scared of the dark like like i'll be downstairs and i'll i'll if i'm on lights out duty i'm literally just like lights off and i'm out of here i'm not looking around mm, nothing okay. and i think that's over like years and years of watching horror films i've just become this person with a crazy imagination but the babadook right they used it very well where they sort of used a lot of darkness and shadows and and they, they showed parts of it really. You know, you might see the eyes or like a part of it. But then the ending for me when it was revealed what it was, that kind of took the horror away from me, mm. which was as a viewer, not as a filmmaker, what sort of got me a little disappointed with the ending. Mm. But it was still a great film and I think so many other horror films do a great job of sort of teasing at it. I mean, Jaws is not a not really a horror film, but the reason why Jaws is scarier than just like your regular old shark movie is because they didn't actually show the shark that much, so it was left up to the imagination. So yeah. horror films do great, and when I think that's you use that. That wasn't even intentional. That was because the, the shark, shark model work. that they yeah built broke or something. Uh, I suppose a lot of people are familiar with that story that watch films anyway, so we yeah. don't need to talk about that. But. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. So it actually worked out a big production problem within that it shooting thing. Yeah, it, it worked out well for them. 
It yeah. improved the film. Yeah, that's so it. That's funny. What's one of your favorite horror films that you can think of? Um, horror films. Okay, well, you touched on The Hills Have Eyes. They're great. Uh, but again, it's, it's sort of a film and they are, they're a type. They are a type. The horror film that is scary and foreboding and the enemies are scary and the environment's off and distorted and creepy. Uh, but the hero characters or the mm. survivors, the victims, whatever you want, and sometimes they're different. They are heroes or they're just survivors or they're just victims. Yeah. In a lot of horror movies, like, everyone dies at the end. <laughs> um, and that's sort of something that disconnects me. So when right. when you say horror, to me it's just like a, an annoying film, some of them, because the ones where there's an ominous bad guy that like if I was that character right now, that bad guy would be dead. Like there would be no horror movie. It would be me seeing him like do a couple of really dodgy things, go this thing is dangerous, I need to take it out, I'm taking it out now end of film but a lot of horror movies it's like oh the good guy drops the weapon or they trip over or they injure themselves do something stupid and they're running the whole time or they're just being dumb they're allowing themselves to be victims and so that that happens a lot yeah that happens a lot in (laughs) horror movies classic where they're running up to the car and they're like fidgety with the keys yeah and And it can still be an amazing film and a lot of these films are still amazing i'm not saying they're bad films i'm just saying personally for me they're not horror they're not scary they're like well done films but i find them annoying Mm. what i do find scary however truly horrific are films i want to take it to anime i want to do a little sidestep here because they're horror films too well to be honest yeah i don't find a lot of real life human made live action stuff actually scary at all Mm. it's either funny or it either just frustrates me because I'm like, man, if I was that person right now, that bad guy would be dead or <laughs> something else. Whereas anime, because it's so detached anyway, it's sort of over the top and and it's its own sort of world. You start to relate and connect with the characters because it's more removed. So it being more removed from reality actually helps you accept that fake reality and sort of buy into the character's story. Mm. And so you find a lot of really, really scary things in anime shows, bad guys that are so overpowered or areas and and places that are so disturbing. We're talking like multidimensional horror, like creatures that consume live corpses just for the enjoyment Mm. and then like draining the souls and then wiping out universes just for the fun of it, like really big, ominous, big bads. Right. Just stuff that you... You're like, if I was in that situation, I'm done. Like, there ain't nothing I can do about that, man. Holy shit. Like, right. if a world and a horrific creature like that existed in this reality, game over. And that complete helplessness is what actually makes me go, oh, that's scary. Or right. that is an insane idea that's really freaky for all the characters in that universe. Like, they have no hope. Oh and my there are a lot of animes that do that. Uh I don't really want to get into them all now. Uh, yeah. I could, but what's one title that someone can well, check out? One title. Let's it, and this is slightly more realistic. Um, I'm not. I can't pronounce the Japanese pronunciation for it right now. It's like something like Anunching Nuncha or something. It's a strange. Uh, but the English translation is called The Last Hero. Mm. It's a film. It's incredible. 
It is incredible. And the the ominous sort of just overwhelming terror and horror of how evil this cool looking little teenager is when he gets this overpowered power. Yeah. And then the old man has to fight him and uh, it's that's like, wow. With sort of live action versus animation. Yeah. I, mean, I think animations can be very scary because mm. you have unlimited abilities Potential. really because you can – Whatever comes to mind for an animator, they can create that. And the scariest things are things in our imagination, usually. But for live action, um, I don't usually get scared from like creature stuff, especially when it's uh, when it is very alien-like or yeah. or like things like that. I, I I really, as a viewer, I just don't find it as scary because. I just think it's so impossible to have that reality. War of the Worlds, though, did you find that? Oh, War of the horrific Worlds. Horrific and that disturbing. Was, I did actually. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I think I thought it was a great drama, yeah. but I didn't get scared by it. Okay. If anything, I I get scared by like ghost films because mm. it is something that I I I think I believe in. So it's like an underlying fear anyway. Okay. And I sort of have my own personal experiences with you know a presence and the supernatural and the supernatural and so for me i i i sort of have an affinity towards ghost films and their ability to make me fearful for example i was watching the haunting of hill house and i loved that series amazing to the point where i was like so i was so interested in all the characters and all the things that they were doing and you know <laughs> it was just fabulous and then i ended up watching the follow-up series, The Haunting of Bly Manor. And there's just something about those series, like good on them, amazing work, great acting, great directing. I take a lot of inspiration from that, just in sort of the ideas that come to me now. But they're not, I think when people think of classical horror films, they're like loud sounds, really just like in the moment scares you know, very like sudden things like cheap scare tactics. Mm. And, and it really is dependent on sort of sound and music. And you just, the more sound you have, the scarier it is really. But mm. I think those two series, which are created by the same people, took that and completely flipped it on its head where actually it's driven by silence and mm. the ability to build suspense without a lot of music. So then when something scary does happen, you're completely taken off guard because they essentially lower your your defense mechanisms because you don't have any any sort of like tips as a viewer that something scary is about to happen. So then all of a sudden they'll be like, Rah! you know, they'll add like a really scary element. Mm. I find that so good. Like So I love playing with sort of, silence now well like a quiet place the emily blunt quiet John, place th those were brilliant films and yeah. the second one was yeah again that's that is probably a live action film that i did find a little bit scary because it was closer to the anime stakes you're fighting against these ridiculously overpowered creatures that like if if they hear you if you stuff up you're done like good mm. luck uh so it's something that the stakes were really, really high. Yeah. And there was enough silence in the film to really build tension. It's not like, no, 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 stab, stab, kill, yeah. kill. Oh, looking around, gonna get you. Ah, jump scare, <laughs> bullshit, ghost, knife. Ah, the ghost <laughs> strangling me. Oh, someone's gonna stab me. No, yeah. it was like, the, it's realistic. You're there with them. You're yes. there with those people. 
and that silence building all that tension so that every time one of those creatures does get near one of those completely overpowered scary ridiculously strong and dangerous creatures yep you're like oh geez this is like Oof, this is oh, clutch yeah. right now. I definitely think that's one of my favorite films. I mean, John yeah. Krasinski, holy crap, man. Dude, put me yeah. in Quiet Place 3, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, hopefully there doesn't need to be a 3 because it's all good. Yeah, they, that's true. But again, that was a really good one. All of our sound design. And I, I think yeah. I think for filmmakers that are making horror films, I think if we can look at those, even the examples that we brought forward so far – there's just so much to, to be said when it comes to horror films, building ambience, building suspense with sound design and sometimes a lack of sound design. Yeah. So like the, A Quiet Place, there's heaps going on. But when they are trying to get through things really quietly, man, you are on the, the edge of your seat because you're just like, oh, God. Oh God! Someone's gonna cough, or like someone's gonna like yeah. click on a branch the baby's or something. Like, oh my You're gosh! Like, God damn, freaking baby! Shut up, yeah. baby! And I think yeah. as a viewer, if you can feel that uneasy feeling, yeah. I think that's when you've struck gold um, as a filmmaker because you're then getting that audience member to almost step into the shoes of the character. Yeah. For a filmmaker that's making live action right yeah. now, what would you say is sort of the thing that 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 really makes you go, damn, that was a good horror film. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm no horror film director, so I can't comment. But from, As a viewer. From what I've seen, well, from what I like personally, I would say, yeah, the silence, the tension building. I have no tolerance for the jump scares or the constant like stalking from a distance randomly all the time. And then like a, she looks in the mirror, is it him? Is he there? No, it's just a bird. Like... <laughs> I think people are are so over that. It's so boring. It's it's just so boring. Like it's been done and it doesn't need to be done anymore. So if you really want to build tension, again, it comes back to your characters, your story. If you want people to actually be feel what the characters feel, whether it's scared or empowered or freed or relief or whatever, you gotta have good characters that you invested in. Mm. And so it's not about just being scary, it's about creating an ominous, scary threat or a scary world that's incredibly unforgiving and hard to survive in or creates a lot of horror or can completely decimate our heroes or our victims at any point. But we've got to care about them in order to feel scared with them, as them, through them. Yes. And I think personally that's for me that's the the secret. That's how I connect with horror films anyway but – People are going to be different. Some people are going to love loud noises and random jump scares. And they're going to be like, whoa, that was such a great scary film. Yeah. So everyone's different again. Yeah, see. For me, that's the that's the ticket. That's that's why I've never really gravitated towards slasher films that much. Like, mm. even though like so many great classics are slasher films, I personally just find them a bit tacky. Like, I don't know. I, I would rather watch like Insidious. Yeah. I'd rather just like- watch that little girl going. <laughs> okay, so so, and then Tony Collette like flying yeah. on the roof, going <laughs> like burning in a you know demon oh gosh, yeah, flame you're, you're or right. something. Hereditary, yeah. awesome man, that was freaking weird. That was messed up. It made no damn sense, but again, it got us to feel something, and it got yeah. us to freak out and go, "Whoa!" Yeah. So. Did you ever watch Midsummer? Uh, I didn't watch the whole movie through, but I I watched like I know it. 
I watched the how, how to Survive, the 20 minute YouTube abbreviated <laughs> version of How to Survive Midsummer. Well, I watched and the it movie. Was pretty good. And I, I thought. Um, and that was really the first time I really noticed Florence Pugh. Like, obviously, yeah. she's great now, but um, it was such a different film, and it was really weird. Like, there were parts where I just didn't even want to look at the the screen. Yeah. And for me, sometimes I think that's what makes a horror film really good. Like, if I'm like putting my pillow in front of my eyes, that's when I'm like, okay, this person's doing a great job. Like, I'm actually feeling something and I'm reacting as a viewer to what is about to happen even though I'm not even in the story like it shouldn't really you know impact me at all because it doesn't it's not it's not doing anything to um my life it's not like I'm gonna walk out of that theater 99.9 percent chance alive yeah but maybe mentally traumatized forever (laughs) that's the (laughs) (laughs) 0.01 percent Um, but I think Midsummer and Hereditary, I think they brought on like a new wave of horror films where it's just, let's just try to make something really freaking weird, yeah. but in a way that's so intriguing and sort of gives that psycho- psychological thriller aspect yes. where you don't know what's going to happen. The, the characters don't even know what the hell's going on. And that's, I think, what also makes it endearing because you like the characters because their confusion is yeah. what you feel as well. So... I love the movies where sort of as a viewer, you're placed in the shoes of the character. Like, for example, um, the movies that use like flashlights going through dark rooms and then there's like creatures and stuff coming out. I think those like really, really like hit me. Like when it comes to suspense and not knowing what the hell's going to happen, I actually legitimately can feel my heart racing when that stuff is happening. And then you just do a a couple fake outs. Yeah. You know, like a couple surprises for the audience and then boom, you hit them. The audience yeah. will be with you on the edge of your seat. Segway to Will Smith, I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. Very old film, brilliant. Uh, wasn't really coined as a horror film. was coined as a sort of dystopian, epic, popular, like adventure film, drama maybe. Yeah. But that was genuinely some really horrific bits because he goes into dark rooms with a flashlight trying to find his dog and then his dog's gone and then the the mannequins moved and then the mannequins moved over there and he's freaking out because these night creatures are playing games with him. And because the movie is so realistic, again, it gets you invested in his character, his journey, his losing his family at the start, his relationship with his beautiful dog. When that dog goes missing and he's looking for it, and at the end, those night creatures, spoiler if you haven't seen I Am Legend, pretty sure everyone's seen I Am Legend, um, those creatures are coming into his house at the end. You are shitting yourself with him. You don't want those creatures to friggin' get into his house and and kill his dog and, and yeah. or him and, and get his stuff. Like you are freaking out. And that's a perfect <laughs> example of yeah, a film that's actually evoked strong fear and feelings and horror through not trying to be a horror film or branding itself as a horror film through what I said before and doing that well and doing that properly. Yes. And that evokes fear and it evokes us, our investment as an audience. Yeah, I totally agree. I think one of the the things that for me anyways makes a really great horror film, at least the the foundation of it, is to use what people are already scared of. Um, So I I already spoke to Benji Rag, who's a writer of horror films, and he was saying that pretty much like if you if you can use what people are already scared of, then that already gives you something really great to build on because 
when they're watching that film, they're going to just start thinking about sort of their own memories and their own sort of fears. Snakes like, on a plane. Snakes on a plane. Or <laughs> or like the classic under the bed, like the shadows, the lurking shadows. Like yeah. every child is pretty much scared of that. And I think we need to remember back in the day when we were younger, maybe, what did get us scared? Like what got us to like close the close the windows in fear or like or to not look under the bed at night or mm. you know those sorts of things when we your sort wardrobe of remember is that. a little bit open and you can just is there a little is creature or a ghost looking is, at you that's through right the, yeah. and i and a great movie for me for that was called the eye with jessica alba um mm. such a weird movie because i don't think a lot of people watch that but yeah. for me i always wondered what would happen if you got like an organ um Pretty much the whole story is about a woman that gets uh, a, a transplant, like an eye transplant. Mm. And she starts to see dead people like everywhere. Oh, but it's so true. freaky. It's so freaky. And that was sort of something where I also was like, even though I, I'm, I haven't had an organ transplant of that sort. Mm. It's something that to me was already like a like an idea that was in my brain that already kind of scared me. Um, and I think that's why I get scared of things like mirrors because I have that underlying fear of ghosts and the supernatural. So yeah. both of those movies with those supernatural elements are way more likely to get me scared or to even to like think about it afterwards because I already had that sort of fear in the yeah. first place. You're connected to it. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. So yours is the supernatural because you've had that PTSD from past experiences with some crazy supernatural stuff yeah. going on as a kid. You're hardwired for that, whereas I'm more hardwired for ominous world-ending threats that <laughs> I know I can't like. I can't like talk any sense into it. Like yeah. if this godlike evil beings here, and it's just going to go bong, and like thirty people are going to explode into space <laughs> dust. There ain't shit I can do about that. Like, That's true. Although <laughs> one of the things I sort of get annoyed at with supernatural films is like the whole family moves into a house and then they keep get, they keep seeing ha like freaking haunting shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and they then just they just stay, they there. stay there. They're just like, it'll be fine. Yeah. Janet, you're just making things up. Yeah. Like, yeah. stop it, little Charlie. Just go back to oh, bed. You must have had one too many whiskeys tonight, darling. <laughs> Oh, you just need some sleep. And I'm like, just like, what um, family says that to each and other? And I'm like, I no. get it. Moving's expensive, and living expenses are pretty high. You yeah. know, by that time, you've like called like 50 customer service people because you have to set up your internet True. and oh whatever. So I sort yeah. of get it, but like at the same time, I'm like, if I start seeing ghosts around, just I'm getting the hell out yeah. of there. You know just what I the mean? Motel, around the, around and the I think you corner. mentioned earlier about sort of the characters making kind of dumb decisions, and yeah. I think in horror films, gosh we have to kind of stop doing that <laughs> yeah like come on just they don't always need to drop their keys as they start their car like 100 let's make some new stuff up you know like 100 percent um so so i definitely think there's a couple nuggets there that filmmakers can take away but we're, we're really rambling on it's halloween season you know you gotta like whip out the knives and things oh wow so for my film, Devour, this is one of the props that we should have used, but we we made our own really crappy version of it. But Nice. The good thing about Halloween is all of the stuff at really cheap shops is really amazing. So I've been like just getting lots of props for different movies. Yeah. So, you know, we, as a horror filmmaker, you got to collect these little props. You never know when a good idea will come around. Yeah. So that's us. 
<laughs> Amazing. Um, but let us know what sort of horror films do you like to watch. We would love to know what is your favorite and why what scares you, you. What you why you think it was good too, mm. so that we can become better filmmakers as well. And as a little surprise, we've also just released our own little short film called Relic Number Twenty Five. Um, it's a five minute short film that we made in about a week. Uh, yeah. Shot no, over two nights. Shot over two nights. No yeah. visual effects. No gimbals. No nothing. Yeah. Entirely handheld and tripod. Yep. Super interesting for all practical effects. We used fake blood and go go and check it out. It'll be on our YouTube and Hell will yeah. be linked below. We hope you have a great Halloween and go scare the little kitties out there. This was Creative Constitution and <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> okay. Ha, 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 ha.